Welcome to the Wear Wag Repeat Podcast. I'm Tori Mystic, here with my dog, Lucy. Together, we're interviewing cool, creative women entrepreneurs whose work is inspired by their dogs. Do you dream of working alongside your dog? Then sit, stay, and listen to the latest episode. This episode will help you learn how to use your dog's ability to live in the moment to help you prioritize your work-life balance. Learn what a puppy proposal package is? Spoiler alert, it's super effective. And you'll also get some tips on having your dog at your wedding. Let's dive in. I'm talking today to Megan Sutherland. She's a videographer that loves to film weddings and creative brands. She lives in downtown Pittsburgh with her husband and her French bulldog, Harold. Hey, Megan. Hey, Tori. What's going on? Not much. Just, you know, talking about dogs and business. Basically, did you ever picture that this would be your job? Like this would be your life trajectory? Yes. When I was five, (laughs) I knew exactly what I would be doing. (laughs) See, not very many people can say that. So that's awesome. Yeah. When I was five, I wanted to be either a fashion designer or a vet. And I think I'm pretty spot on. You're exactly that. Yeah. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, those things. That's do, perfect. Do you remember what you wanted to be when you were five? Yeah, I wanted to be Katie Couric, and it's not far off. Yeah, yeah. Well, you're in like yeah. similar industry. Yeah, I'm in video. So, well, yeah. Speaking yeah. of, why don't you tell everybody what it is that you do? Absolutely. So, I am a videographer under the name Picturey Productions, and I live in downtown Pittsburgh, but you know, I kind of travel everywhere for work and I mostly shoot weddings and creative films and I have a dog and his name is Harold and he's a French bulldog and he's the light of our lives. (laughs) Is Harold your first dog as an adult? Yes. I had bigger dogs growing up. I had labs and well, you know, you know, labs. Yes. (laughs) So, and I love bigger dogs. I had pit bulls too, but we live downtown in a small apartment. So having a big dog just wasn't conducive to our lifestyle. So we did a bunch of research uh, leading up to find a dog that we thought would, you know, kind of fit the mold well. And yeah, a a Frenchie is great for living in the city for sure. So you found Harold and he was like the one. It was it. Yeah. Well, my husband picked him out. Uh, My husband, Brent, And, um, he was a part of like the puppy proposal package when we got engaged. Wait, tell what is a puppy proposal package? (laughs) Well, when he proposed, he had the dog with him. And you, that was the first time you learned about the dog? Yes. I didn't know the dog existed. So you had to marry the guy. Right. I had no (laughs) other option. Actually, he, he had the dog before he got down on one knee and I was so distracted by the dog that he proposed and had, he was saying all this beautiful, all these beautiful things that I didn't listen to. I had no <laughs> idea what he says. He had to be like, <clears throat> that is for me, so like, oh, wait, you're proposing. I, you know, I was so focused on Harold. Yeah. Of course. I never heard that story before. That is so funny. Yeah, I know. And He's... here you guys are living happily ever after. I guess so. I mean, you know, there's always bumps in the road. But um, we actually, I started my business um, w- as soon as we got him, basically. So, you know, I was working from home trying to build up picturey while I was also, you know, pad training a puppy. So, yeah, as, how, as how you know. How did you kind of juggle that? Because I know, like, when I got Lucy as a puppy, 
it's a lot. And I'm sure a lot of people listening have experienced that. It's like having a newborn baby. And um, I mean, maybe not exactly the same, but <laughs> I was the closest say, thing sure that I'm going parents. to experience. Right. <laughs> <laughs> um, so how did Harold change the way that you and Brent live and work and cohabitate together with the dog? So before we got Harold, um, we were living slightly extravagantly. I mean, in, to, in a relation to us, you know, we were going out to eat all the time, constantly spending a lot of money, doing our best to make our house this beautiful Pinterest perfect home and, um, you know, just spending way more money than what, than what we should. And also, you know, I was building my business and then, you know, freelancing on the side and, and Brent was, had a full-time job. He was in the financial industry. And once we got Harold and you know, when you first get a dog, you're, you're home way more as soon as you get a puppy because, you know, you have to train him and you have to create, you know, do all, all of the stuff that's involved. Um, and once we were just forced to be home, we realized that none of that stuff was making us happy and that instead Harold was the one making us happy and, and going on walks together and actually just spending one-on-one time with each other. We didn't need to have this version of success in our careers. We didn't need to have these things in our life um, in order to you know, feel happiness and feel fulfilled. So we kind of just took a long, hard look at our day-to-day, what we were doing, and instead of what we wanted to have, we, we wanted to think about what we wanted to feel and how we wanted our everyday to look like. And so, you know, by doing that, we made a bunch of crazy life decisions. <laughs> I love that. And I love that you kind of were a little bit inspired by Harold in all of that because dogs do not care what brand anything is, what you know, organic ingredients are in anything like, yeah. although that's all really wonderful. And I think we enjoy do, like spoiling our dogs. They just want your love. And so it's really refreshing to be able to think that way. Well, and also, you know, we, we were working so then we could pay for the elaborate doggy daycare and all of these different things and all the toys and all of the, the, the lush stuff when, when you're right. He just wanted us home and we realized we just wanted to be home too. So, yeah. So while you were talking, I was wondering if when you kind of had this Harold inspired epiphany, um, (laughs) if it impacted the video work that you were doing, because you do a lot of wedding videos and videos of creative brands. And I just was wondering if you, if you found yourself capturing more of the, emotional like intimate moments rather than like the big glossy moments yeah I mean I think that the biggest change was what work I chose so I was traveling a lot and I didn't want to be traveling for work as much Um, it's not as glamorous as what everyone I mean yes I love staying in hotels and all of that stuff but doing it on a consistent basis when you're kind of innately a homebody um, it's not as fun so yes I chose work that involved less travel um, and I was more conscientious of um, 
time that I spent out on shoots. I think those were the big things that, um, that really changed work-wise. And also during this time, business was doing really well. It was booming. I was on an upward trajectory. And of course, when you're in video production, you're supposed to grow a team. And so I was, I had a bunch of pocket full of freelancers that I was going to try to take on part-time. Um, and I was also looking at studio space. Um, but during all of this, this was while obviously we had the dog and we were kind of going through these epiphanies, um, that that's not the life that I wanted to have. Um, so that was another thing that really kind of slowed down was I decided to become more nimble and flexible with my work. So, you know, I'm just a company of one. Mm -hmm. I have, uh, freelancers on the side that work with me on occasion, but, um, you know, I still work from home. People are like, don't you want an office? Like, no, I have my dog. <laughs> He's my office mate. <laughs> exactly. So like on days like today or days when you're editing, you're doing it from home, right? With the dog? Yes. yes. So what's yeah. like a, a day in the life of, of you guys? Do you take Harold for a lot of walks to like get a screen break? Or um, does he like to cuddle on the couch with you while you're emailing? Oh, yeah, absolutely. All of the the funny thing now is that, you know, I had said that Brent was working uh, full time. He was working for a financial firm downtown. And in these big epiphanies, he also was motivated to leave his job. So he started his own firm, um, left the company that he was with to be independent. So now we're both working from home. Now Harold has like double the love. So Harold must be so happy. He's happy. Yeah. At some point, sometimes he's like, there's too many people on this couch. <laughs> <laughs> he's but like, no, remember he's, the good old days and he yeah, could just right. do whatever he wanted. Just stretch out. Yeah. <laughs> so now, now it's both of us, but we, you know, I think, well, we take turns walking him and, and so we're both kind of having our, there's something really wonderful about just being by yourself, walking your dog, mm -hmm. listening to a podcast or just like being in silence. So yeah, him and I take turns doing that throughout the day for sure. That's awesome. So you live downtown, so it's like mostly urban walks. Do you ever go out like in a little nature escape? We don't. Harold is a city dog. Mm. Through. It's so interesting. It is funny. Anytime I've taken him into the woods or, you know, visiting family that live out on farmland he he just sticks to the people he doesn't venture out he doesn't you know sniff really past the sidewalk that's, which is really funny yeah like that's he so doesn't, funny. grass kind of feels weird to him which i don't know if it's a good thing or bad thing but, but he's a city dog that's what <laughs> he's he likes a city dog Yes. I'm asking all of my guests about qualities that they share with their dog uh so do you think that you're like a city girl hundred percent. Yeah. A hundred percent. I think I'm not sure if he's actually a city dog or I just have all my like neuroses, you know, put on, put upon him. And I think, oh yeah, he's, he's a city dog too. I, it's hard to say. Well, we he's all also, do that a little bit. yeah, right. Um, when he's napping, he likes to be left alone. He's not a huge, when he sleeps, he's not a big snuggler. Mm. Uh, and I, I'm the same way. I'm just like, don't, <laughs> I like my privacy. Yeah. Um, yeah. And then, you know, he eats anything and everything just like me. So, yeah. 
guys are like the same. We are. Yeah. I think it's, it's funny. Cause sometimes I kind of, we're starting to look alike, you know, since I got my, my blonde hair, people, people have said, you know, you start to, you know, how when you, people say they start to look like their dog. Yeah. Uh, as soon as I dyed my hair blonde, everyone's like, yeah, you kind of look. look <laughs> well, like you that. spend a lot of time with him, looking at him and, and you love him so much. It's, it's bound to take effect in, right? in your own Yeah. Yeah. I don't mind. I think he's cute. <laughs> he's super cute. <laughs> so let's switch gears and tell me about, because I know you are a big reader, and um, I want to learn about some of the books that you have read recently that have sort of helped you with this life philosophy that's a little bit dog-inspired. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so the two big books that really kind of helped us change our trajectory was the uh, Life-Changing Magic of Tidying Up by Marie Kondo. And we kind of just went through and, and, and we, did, we did all the things that she suggested that are a little even crazy and extreme. Um, but yeah, it that's really, brave. Her book's pretty extreme. It's intense. Yeah, we definitely did it. Um, we, at one point during all of this, we had, a, we had a, a condo on the other side of downtown that was much bigger um, and we just kind of got rid of everything and, and really downsized, but, um, it's, it's a process for sure. Um, and we also, the other book that was really big was Essentialism by Greg McKeon, McCone. How do you pronounce, do you know his I'm not sure. Book? No, I'm not familiar with that book. What's it about? It's about kind of the thought of, of minimalism, but within, um, your work. Okay. Which I thought was really interesting. People have a tendency to overwhelm themselves with a checklist and, and, and obligations and feeling the need to do everything for everybody. And, you know, his big philosophy was if you don't set boundaries and limitations or, and set your own schedule, someone else will set it for you. Mm. Um, so just the importance of being kind of precious and aware with, with the time you have. Um, so from a business perspective, that really, really helped. Yeah, that's wonderful. And I just think that just reminds me so much of my dogs and, you know, appreciating the limited time that we have with them and yeah. taking the time to go out on walks or just to play with them and take a moment away from our lives that are so busy all the time and just to enjoy. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, I would say, and the biggest piece of advice I could say um, that allowed Brent and I to kind of make this extreme life change um, was we kind of we followed the the fifty fifty rule with spending and savings. So mm. we only spend fifty percent of what we make. So whether it's it's living expenses, car, mm -hmm. all of that stuff, rent, food. Um, clothes. So by doing that, we've been able to be way more flexible with our time and, and work a whole lot less. <laughs> that's awesome. I think that's yeah. the dream to work less and then you have more time to do what you love and yeah. hang out with your dog. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> so I want to ask you really quick, have there been any weddings that you've worked on that there were dogs at and any memorable moments? Definitely. Definitely. I am um, the, probably the most recent one 
um, I loved because they had two dogs and one was a big golden doodle and they're just like Muppets. They're just, they just kind of like flail. They Mm -hmm. don't even have, they're like Gumbies. They don't have limbs. They Mm -hmm. just kind of move like this. Um, (laughs) and then they had a much smaller, it wasn't a poodle, but it was, it was like a little, little fancy, you know, she, she was very kind of delicate and, and, and polite. Mm-hmm. Um, so just both of those, like the juxtaposition of the personalities were hilarious because the little petite dog just kept trying to, to sit and relax and lay down in a corner. And then the golden doodle would just come and like, pound, <laughs> you know, and she would just be all stirred up. So, I mean, it's that, which I love. I mean, I would say giving advice for people who want their dogs to be, um, with them on the wedding day, have somebody that's just on them, like have, give them a, they need a babysitter, you know, they need a a dog sitter and don't make it a bridesmaid, you know, don't make it someone who's playing another role in the wedding. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, cousins are great for this. I think that I should add this to my offering because I would love to just hang out with someone's dog all day while we're getting married. (laughs) It's a pretty sweet deal. It's a pretty sweet deal. Yeah, absolutely. Um, Because even when you you think that, you know, that they'll always be around people, there's so much going on and it's so distracting and you need someone to be there to make sure the dog is, and also the dog is, is surrounded by so many people that they're not used to. Um, so making sure they're, they have enough water, making sure that they're getting fed, make sure they're getting on walks. Um, because it is, it's kind of like, it feels crazy for them. And two, if you have like a, a flower crown or some type of accessory, do not put it on them until right before photos. That's a very good tip. I can they speak will from experience. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they will eat it. Yeah. Uh, have you seen any like major snafus at weddings? If Lucy was at a wedding, she would eat the entire wedding cake. <laughs> Be gone. Um, major snafus. No, nothing major with dogs. Because usually the videographer uh, sees like things that not everyone although, else sees. Yeah, right. <laughs> I will have to say there was one where, um, one wedding where it was actually um, a friend of mine, her sister was getting married and um, she has a St. Charles Spaniel and right before he was, the dog was ready. Everyone was lined up, ready to go down the aisle. And again, they didn't have someone like who was in charge of him throughout the day. They just kind of like passed him off. Um, but, but he, someone opened the door and he got loose and he was just, he just ran straight into the woods. It was like, it was like an outdoor wedding. I know. So, Um, yeah, I dropped, I saw it happening from a distance and I just like dropped everything and started running towards the dog. Cause I don't, cause no, nobody noticed that like he was gone. Um, so you saved the day. I mean, not really. He, you know, it's just (laughs) that you call the dog's name and then he just runs right back up and doesn't even do anything. So in my head, it was, I was picturing it to be way worse than what it actually was, but yeah. It sounds like out. you saved the wedding. I did. The wedding wouldn't have happened without me. Mm-hmm. It was all me. <laughs> no, definitely not. 
<laughs> Do you have any other advice you'd like to share with our listeners about how to live what I'm calling a dog-inspired life? I don't know if you consider it that, but it sounds it's like totally, that to me. Oh my gosh. We, we nap, we work from the couch. Yeah, this is definitely a dog-inspired life. <laughs> um, uh, constantly check in with yourself. Mm -hmm. Um, being very hyper aware, um, of what makes you happy and what, um, your intentions are, um, with the life that you want to create. Because like I said, you'll constantly be pulled in directions. People ask things of you, um, certain life opportunities and work opportunities will, will show up. So it's always good to just constantly be, be checking in and thinking, is this right for me? Does this fit the lifestyle that I want to have? Um, you know, things can be glittery and make your ego just feel amazing and, you know, it can feel really great, but you know, long-term is this the life that you want to have for yourself? So I think it's just always good to constantly be checking in. I love that. And I'm definitely going to think about that a lot more. Yeah. now because I agree to do a lot of things and I think I do a pretty good job of choosing things that I love but um you know I think I can look at Lucy and and see how she chooses what she does and doesn't do and be a little bit inspired by that too absolutely yeah. <laughs> well thanks Megan for talking with me and bearing with me and all my dog references Oh, welcome. Um, Absolutely. And thank you, Harold. I know you're around there somewhere. Should you do, should he make a cameo? Yeah. Uh, That's the guy who did it all. Thanks, Harold, for helping us all out and tell us the meaning of life. <laughs> he just woke up. So <laughs> he's a little confused as to what he's doing in this chair. Well, he looks very cute. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, thank you so much, Megan, for being on this episode. And everyone can check Megan out if you go to the show notes on my website. There are links to see everything that she is up to. Thanks again. Thank you for listening to the Wear, Wag, Repeat podcast. You can fetch show notes for this episode at wearwagrepeat.com. If you like what you hear, please subscribe so you don't miss an episode. And until next time, Lucy and I will see you around the dog park.